Hello and welcome to the Bones Horror Podcast. This is our episode 89. A Nightmare on Elm Street 5, The Dream Child. Tonight we have with us Larry. Hello. And Ewan. Hello. And no Jess at the moment. You look tired there, Ewan. Yeah, yeah, I'm just tired. It was <laughs> it's that thing where I, where I've like I've I've actually like I usually I spend the weekends just it, like in the flat, but I thought yeah. I'd make an effort this weekend and, and go out. Um, and it's a, it's a really annoying thing with like um, uh, disability and social anxiety. You just get mentally and physically worn out all the time. And it's just really annoying. But also, I've, I'm making efforts to lose weight. So all the sort of sugar and fat and salt, which sort of usually sort of energize me, are just like not there. Gone. So I've just, yeah, that's gone. I just, feel, I just feel really tired, <laughs> unfortunately. But otherwise, so well, got, I've got my wine. You've got your wine. And also... Yeah. Yeah. And also, we have with us uh, Tommy Chong as well tonight from uh, Cheech and Chong. What, what so, like... Nice, nice. <laughs> as soon as the image came out, I was like, yeah. I know what's coming. <laughs> so what have you been up to, Larry? Obviously, uh, smoking lots of hash. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Just chilling on my weekends. You know how it is. Uh, no, um, I, I recently got a new job, which was cool. Yeah. Uh, I am now a content creator for oh, nice. JC Sports, which is a company like around uh, uh, the, well the area. They used to be in uh, the area that I was, but they've moved to like Petersfield sort of place. But um, that was good. Okay. And and you and thank you for the uh, thank you for the um, the the the. I guess you call it recommendation because oh did that you was, did you did you that reuse was, that was, that too? <laughs> No. <laughs> <laughs> if anyone's listening, that was the first time. <laughs> yeah, that was the first one I yeah. sent. Yeah, I, yeah. I, 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 <laughs> I can imagine like all my drawers are just filled with different with yeah. recommendations with different jobs for you. <laughs> just literally, you and I needed for this. Oh shit! No. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> what do you have no, to do? Um, what, what do you have so, to do? So I head up all of the content for so like basically promote their their business so like videos, um, photography, uh, website leaflets, just all of the content okay. that's promoting their business. I head up, which which is cool because um, I think anyone could agree that when, especially when you go to uni for a film degree, yeah, yeah. you want to do something with it. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> uh, I, I, yeah, <laughs> very much. In yeah, that yeah, time. <laughs> yeah, literally. But yeah, that, that's that's basically been it. Um, I was in London a few days, um, and was in Fulham when they had the Chelsea game recently, so it was quite hectic. And uh, but then, yeah, obviously they in London they've stopped all the tubes and the trains, which yeah. has been a uh, a bit of a hassle. But yeah, okay. all back, but all I, back. Now. I, I had a busy one yesterday. I had my son's birthday, Jess's birthday. My mum's birthday. Like all on the same, same day. Oh, we on the same day. Yeah, I was. I was just a dad. On the same day. Wow. Yeah. That was, must. That must have been hectic. It was mad because, like, we we were going to somewhere called Global in Southampton, which is an all-you-can-eat place, which I quite like. Um, so there was sixteen, 16 of us, and uh, but Jess decided to go out the night before and consume Jaeger bombs and, and yeah, stuff. Yeah. Oh, um, Jaeger bombs. So, so we rung her <laughs> at like 
we rang her and said, where are you, sweetheart? And, like, she was hammered, basically, not, like, being ill. So she had no hunger, so she didn't come along. So, uh, But we did see her in town afterwards. So that, that was a lovely day. Followed... Wait, wait, sorry, so sorry. sorry. Oh, yeah. I, you're, you're gonna say the same you're gonna say the same thing, I think. So we're ill and then didn't go to the food and you were like, Oh, go to town. What was in the day sort of in town just back on the eagers like let's go. Yeah. Well she was she, I think she was going out. Yeah, she was definitely gonna be going out. She definitely did go out again because I saw her today as well, but she didn't look too bad. Um mm. so then my brother was up from Wales as well. So that was nice seeing him. He came around last night, so I thought he'd get the boxing for us. Skybox office have made it nearly impossible. Yes. If you haven't got Sky to watch it. So as I bought it, I had to watch it on my iPhone. So, uh, yeah, there's a lot of money to watch that on your iPhone. So we watched, I watched that. And he joined me and watched that. So I had a few drinks. So, yeah, very pleasant. Off to a uh, festival next week. So I'm off to Carfest. Oh, you nice, nice. Up Bays and Stokes, so there'll be no podcast next weekend for me anyway. Um, on Sunday, so I'm not getting back till probably Monday at some point. Um, but yeah, and what, and what, and what do they show at Carfest? Okay, there's lots, it's a Chris Evans kind of festival, so <laughs> right. for children in need. And there'll be, I'll tell you some bands that are there. So Rag and Bone Man is there, yeah, yeah, so, so I don't know who it is. Um, and then the Kaiser Chiefs, I know they are, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. C6 Steve, um, yep. no. uh, Steps, you in? You like steps, steps? I, I remember yeah. Steps. I yeah, remember so they'll yeah. be there. Yeah. Um, Pam, Pamela <laughs> Faith, she's there. Um, Paloma Russell Faith. Brand, that's it. What's her name? Paloma Faith. Oh, right. Okay. Yeah. Yes. So she's there. <laughs> Paloma. Um, <laughs> <That> so, <laughs> and Russell Brand. And, uh, What's Jimmy Russell Brand doing there? Probably it's doing like oh, are they, they just yeah, comedians? They just, they yeah, just yeah, yeah, well, they're, they're doing right. stuff. And Jimmy Carr's there. There's lots and lots of people, and uh, mm. we'll be there from Thursday till Monday, so that should be fun. Oh, nice. So I might, I might broadcast from the. Uh, could do a little, do something from there. Um, yeah. yeah. So busy, mm. busy next week. Um, we meant to do this a couple of weeks ago. This film, me and Jess, we haven't released it. As an audio podcast yet, but we did a kind of bonus episode of us and some of the bits I'd watched last week, which I can tell you all about. Um, but it was only about 30 minutes long. As you can imagine, we Jess doesn't say that much about the films really anymore. Um, so it's about 30 minutes, little bonus episode, it's done all right. So anyway, let's move on to this nightmare on Elm Street 5. In the how many more we got? We got uh, we got at least two. It, I was gonna say one more before Nightmare. Yeah, we got Freddy's then, Dead next. Yeah, yeah. Then it's then it's Nightmare. Then it's Nightmare. depending on then depending on which order because I don't know if we're doing it release or just what we'd like to. But then you've got Freddy versus Jason. I think that one after got, that. Yeah, yeah, and then the Nightmare on or Nightmare on Elm Street that we make. That would be a revisit for us again. Wow. Um, oh. Yeah, so then we're going to have to have a new, a new. I have to build film. up my. I'm going to have to build up my vocals for that one. Your venom. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah, that's, that should be good. I actually don't, didn't like it that much. I think I liked a couple of scenes, and that was it. So, uh, but anyway, so this was uh, 1989. This film came out, I think. 
um, and it was directed by Stephen Hopkins of Predator 2 fame. Yeah, and The Reaping. We did talk about uh, the new Predator film last week, I think. Oh, can we mention it again later? Yeah. Yes, definitely, because um, I'm, I'm keen to hear what you think, because I liked it, of course. But, uh, yeah, so, and he also did uh, The Reaping with Hilary Swank. Oh. You saw that? It's quite come out quite a while ago. Yes. And a few other bits and pieces. So it starred Robert England as Freddie and Lisa Wilcox as Alice Johnson. Um, and a Rotten Tomato scores of what are you thinking? 52. Yeah, I feel like I saw it flash up on the... Yeah, yeah. no. Yeah. Damn it, you. <laughs> we were supposed to... Look really, <laughs> really specific, Lawrence. <laughs> but, uh, this, one's, this one's from last week's one, so no. Um, it's oh, actually not. 31%. <laughs> so you fell was, for that, didn't you? Cheating. Well, no, but I, I was thinking when it came up earlier. Cheating's on the screen, never prosper. When it, when, it, <laughs> when it came up earlier on the screen, I was thinking like fifty-two percent. That's that is quite high for this film. It is high for that, isn't it? <laughs> well, but no, no, it's not that at all. <laughs> oh, you like this one? Excellent. So, at a budget of eight million. <laughs> And a box office of twenty-two million. I thought it would add more than that. I think it was. I, I think I read that it was the second lowest grossing nightmare, nightmare film. So I think I think this was the stage when it started to drop off box office box office wise. They weren't really. Able I think to a lot. The, uh, a lot of people just, I think, at this stage, kind of thought. I mean, we'll go into this and like thoughts and opinions, but. I think that a lot of people at this stage kind of thought, what else can this franchise give? Because I, a lot of the stuff, you know, you had serious take, and then you had the kind of, oh, let's explore the world. You had, like, some sequels that are a bit hit miss. And I think at this stage, you know, Warriors, you know, Dream... What was it called? Dream something, and then Dream Child, and then... Dream Warriors, um, Dream... Dream Warriors, Dream Master, and then June Dream Master, Dream Wanker, Dream. That was my favourite Dream Wankers. Really explore the bottom, what you do in your dreams. Oh, God. So let's. Is this a first watch, Ewan? It is a first watch for me. And actually. I might, I might, I might divide people here. I know um, you're gonna, but I, but I actually quite enjoyed it. Like I, I was totally expecting to sit there and go, oh god, it's another one. It's because, it, because I, because I think there's been a certain degree of boredom, especially with the fourth one, um, where it's just like, oh, I'm just gonna go, go get through this all the time. But actually, this is the first one in a while that didn't bore me at all. I, I was actually quite entertained throughout the whole throughout the whole thing, which was a surprise, especially as I looked at the uh, the sort of reviews after it. <laughs> From the time, it was just like this is this is a really shit film. It's like I thought it was all right. Yeah. I thought it was fine. Uh, me too. I, I, it's, it's grown on me actually. Each time, it's just fun, isn't it? It's just stupid. Nothing mm. makes sense. Um, the little kids weird as well, and it's just. Pretty strange film. What's going on with his eyes? I wonder if they're still like that now. Which which eyes? Which what the child's eyes? Yeah, yeah, when he's a boy. Like, I don't know how old he's meant to be in it. Six, seven, I don't know. But, mm. um, massive eyes. Uh, 
Yes, I liked it. So Larry. <laughs> I, I, so I'll stand by. I say I think every time we we review one, which is I really like the deaths. I think yeah. that they remain creative, um, and I think that they don't just rehash stuff. You know, there's a lot of new and creative ways that they do it, and I and I think that that is. It was a shame for me because I think that as the series went on, I feel as though the they maintained that aspect, but that was because that was at the top of their list every time. Do you know what I mean? Like when yeah. they were picturing it, it clearly were like, Oh, we need some creative three deaths. Um, so there's no issue there. It's just I don't know. I feel as though I feel as though the story just should have should have ended by now. Um, <laughs> yeah. and, and and it doesn't and as we're gonna go on obviously like with more podcasts and review the next one and the one after it just doesn't stop because clearly something's yeah. like sequels sequel and again it's not i would agree it's not the worst one it definitely isn't um but me personally i just think that at this stage in this franchise this film the next film and especially the last film just take a direction where in my head i'm like why why are we somewhere completely different you know but that that's a personal thing it's not it's not critically bad like i wouldn't say it is a film uh if you ask me oh yeah should we watch nightmare on elm street 2 or should we watch nightmare on elm street the dream child i would 100 percent pick dream child over but it's just not i don't know it's just not not my cup of tea as they say Mm-hmm. I mean, I, 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 it, it's interesting with me because it's like so. In terms of like the plot, it like it, it takes Alice from the fourth film, who was the Dream Master again. Not entirely sure what that means uh, in, in, in from, from that film, but she's she, she, she's here and she's just graduated high school, I think. Um, and uh, it's interesting. Like, the first scene is like her essentially having sex with a boyfriend. But it's filmed in quite an interesting way. It's filmed in sort of kind of an art housey way, where it's like really deep blue colors, and it's just like close ups of the bodies, and like the the bodies almost don't look human. They just look like really sort of I don't know. They look sort of twisted in a weird way. Um, and uh, and Freddie obviously comes back, um, and uh, he comes back. He, I, I How really did he like... come back? How did he come back again? Well, From... he came. <sighs> The plot yeah, just shat that. him out. Yeah, yeah, the plot just <laughs> shat him out. Yeah, <laughs> like yeah. it does in every single film. <laughs> yeah, but I, but I, but I, I did, I did love Freddie's entrance, where it's essentially um, Alice. Alice essentially somehow gets gets pregnant, um, presumably from from her boyfriend, um, and she has the dream of of, of Freddie sort of remorphing, and his entrance is it's just like it's a boy. <laughs> I, just, I, I found that just a really funny entrance, um, and then he sort of try. I actually didn't understand this that much as I was watching the film, but the premise is is that he is trying to um, go through the dreams of the unborn child. And trying to control the child in order to be like a spawn of Freddy, um, uh, and it sort of continues it in that way. It, it, it's funny, really, because I also I was quite also interested in like obviously the kind of hidden subtext of like you know abortion and um, you know uh, teen pregnancy and stuff like that. And I thought actually that was quite 
interesting. I mean, clearly there's sort of, because I mean, during the 80s, you, you sort of got a few more like abortion storylines, like in Dirty Dancing and, and stuff like that. Um, and I thought that was quite an interesting uh, take. I also like the whole sort of, the whole motherhood angle in that they sort of, um, they they get back um, Freddie's mother or the, the, the and the storyline of Freddie's mother um, that was sort of built up in, in Dream Warriors. Um sort of nun who was raped by a hundred maniacs and that scene was actually quite well shot as well where it's just like i mean obviously ridiculous but she's she's sort of in the middle of these maniacs and she's sort of essentially being torn to pieces um and it's uh and, yeah and also i also really liked how, how this film was shot it was kind of like i mean it was again very ridiculous at times but i kind of liked how it moved just like swayed with like the the, the emotions of the scene um and uh and I, th I thought the deaths were actually pretty pretty entertaining and pretty good some of them were quite cronenbergian so there was a scene with um alice's boyfriend where he's on the motorcycle um mm. and he's essentially being sort of like connected to the motorcycle and his like head's being stretched and stuff like that and i thought that was quite a sort of cronenbergian sort of melding of like man and machine kind of um situation and i i i i, I quite enjoyed that um i also quite liked the the group I quite liked um, the guy who's really into comic books, um, mm. and uh, which, he, is one, he was... which is one of my favorite deaths. I, I yeah, love yeah, that. that is a great, like again, very clever. You know, just very clever yeah. death. Uh, yeah, I, I, I really like that. Again, I, I actually thought it was quite innovative how they did it, um, where they essentially made him into a into a sort of two D comic book character that sort of Freddie like uh, ruins. It sort of yeah, it's, it's a really. Um, uh interesting part but also i actually quite like the the the, the best the, the i think the reason why this film didn't feel as as boring to me as a few of the others was that i like the fact that freddy has a conflict or at least he is not he he is sort of um vulnerable in some way because of the the influence that his mother has i quite like that aspect of it because i because i you know you go through these movies and they're often entertaining. It's great, but you you do you do go through it just going, oh yeah, well Freddie's not going to die, is he? So I mean, where's the conflict? Um, and it's kind of like, okay, he's just, he's just not going to die, so you're just going to go through it. Whereas in this, it was, it was quite um, there there were more stakes, and you got the sense that he he was vulnerable and he was actually afraid of someone, which was actually um, quite an interesting uh, angle to, to to put on it. Um, and I was actually interested in how it how it turned out. I mean, obviously it wasn't. There are a few things that are a bit odd like uh, uh, sometimes how the directors are really uh, are, are like act, uh, sorry how the how, how the actors are directed they're sort of like i don't know they felt very exaggerated to me their performances I, and i know and i know a lot of the films do have exaggerated performances but here it just felt especially the case it's like they were, it's like it's, it's almost like the director was going do it do it bigger do it bigger you know that sort of thing it was just like uh, yeah yeah um but no i actually i actually thought it was it was it was fine it's sort of Again, I I can't really make sense of the plot, and I I, I love the I also I also love the fact that sort of the mother, um, clearly they wanted like um her to be like surrounded by doves at all times. I, I reckon that was the original idea, but she's actually surrounded by pigeons, <laughs> which is like yeah. far far less effective. You can you see it in the thing as well, where there's like about ten pigeons and like one dove just sort of bobbing its head just around. It's clearly clearly they couldn't afford the doves; they could only afford the pigeons <laughs> on a budget. <laughs> They're on a budget. <laughs> yeah, 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 and it's it's also because I I actually I mean this probably um uh is because it wasn't as 
as popular as the other ones, but I, I could find very little uh, around this film. Um, only that, um, that in terms of like you know how it was made, and um, only, there was only like the brief like making ofs on the on the Blu-ray, but it was sort of um, like Stephen Hawking. Uh, Stephen Hawking. <laughs> Stephen Hopkins. It'd be great if Stephen Hawking did it. That'd be, that'd be amazing. But um, Stephen Hopkins. Um, you could tell that he had a, a, a quite a, a decent vision in mind. Although I did think I, I read somewhere that he's actually very disappointed by this film. But leaving that aside, he was. Um, you could see that like there were various like artistic things, and he he actually um, when he was making the film, he made like several like um, sketches, and that that was part of his pitch really when he was like uh, pitching to do the films. He like did really detailed sketches, especially of that. Um, there's a a scene where it's like stairways going up and down and to the side and stuff. And that's based on like the, the Escher paintings, which is like the sort of mathematical impossibility, oh. impossibly things that is often used in films. I mean, so it's using inception and labyrinth. Um, I think it's labyrinth, uh, squid game, I think uses it as well. Yeah. Um, it's a really, it's, I thought, I thought that scene was actually really, really effective. Um, also, I, I, I <laughs> it's funny. This is the only time when I genuinely recalled in fear in, in all five movies, but, when the tarantulas came out, I was just like, "No, fuck mm. off!" <laughs> I have a massive mm. phobia of spiders, so I'm just like, "No, I can't, I can't even look. It can't even look." And it's just like, <laughs> "Oh, yeah." But um, uh, so so I actually think, I mean, compared to four, which uh, as we've discussed, it, four just really felt like, I mean, felt really rushed, but also just felt like it was a first draft. Um, whereas mm. I think this, I mean, it, it might well have been a first draft. I'm not entirely sure, but it, it felt a bit tighter. It felt like a, a bit more of a satisfying experience. And uh, and uh, yeah, I, I I had fun with it. Fair. I, I, I'm yeah. I, I, I like that. I'm glad you enjoyed it because I like it. And uh, I ain't got a clue what's going on half the time in it, but there's some great kills in it. Mm. Um, the kills are great. Yeah. The kills are great. They, was this the last? I don't know how good the kills in the last. I can't remember. I've got to watch them again. But um, this might be as good as it got, really, for kills. I, I I would be interested to see because obviously because with some of the debt I I was like I was like oh yeah this is great it's really horrible although I I I did like in my mind uh, wonder what um like for example one of them. Um, is a is a girl who has like anorexia or, or you know yeah. a, a body issue, and uh, Freddie like stuffs her with food. I mean that's quite that's quite a, a upsetting scene. Um, I thought it was great, but I do wonder how someone who actually has anorexia would would see that scene, or if it was like an accurate depiction of what they were going through, or or they'd be offended by it. Or um, so there there are, there are certain things like that. There were also it was, it was interesting on the um, making of. I can't exactly remember. I think I think her name is Rachel Talele, who actually directed the the sixth one. She was always a kind of she was always on the Freddy movies, like on set and everything. And it was quite interesting what she said about um about the sort of um imagery of like the the womb like imagery of like um of of the movie. And you could see in her face that she was slightly skeptical. She was like, "Yeah, you have to kind of ask the 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 males on set like." Their, about their obsession with wombs and vaginas because mm. it was kind of because you get the sort of like there's like the hole which like the with camera goes through and it's like there is but I, I i mean again I, I didn't really have a problem with that i thought it was it was it, it worked within the 
um, the narrative. But again, I, 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 I kind of wonder what you know, um, what a lot of women might might, might think of it. Um, I, I don't mind vaginas in films <laughs> at all. Yeah. <laughs> I don't think there's enough to be honest. <laughs> 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 that's the that's the quote for the that's the quote yeah, for the Bones Horror the, Podcast. Not, yeah, yeah. <laughs> not enough <More> vaginas. <laughs> not enough <laughs> vaginas, and we don't mind it if they're on. <laughs> we, we're, we're yeah yeah yeah. How can I get that into the podcast in the future? I don't know. <laughs> so uh, every film, la- just, yeah. Watch Prey. Not enough vagina. <laughs> <laughs> There wasn't enough vagina in that. No, it, was, it was great. Unless you count the predator's face. Yeah. Exactly. Because <laughs> that, yeah, it is a little bit of vagina, isn't it? To be honest. Mm. Um, the teeth and the claws, and everything, just yes. exactly reminiscent. <laughs> oh, oh, oh dear. So here we go. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Jess just said, hmm, what did I just tune into? I'm wondering. Yeah, we, swear, yes. we swear there's a reason. We swear there's a reason. Just go back. Just go back. Oh, it's about actually. the imagery, Jess, of using vaginas in, a, in this film, but I didn't really get that from it, to be honest. I don't think it's specifically vagina. Well, it's like the process of and like using imagery to, I guess, like convey certain, like, uh, connotations with with that but yeah like i won't lie like when it's only when you bring it up does my mind then go oh okay yeah like it, 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 there's but you have that i think you have that in most i'd say most horrors as well uh there's always mm. imagery that's very much has a subtext to it um yeah sometimes goes underneath the radar yeah, mine definitely always goes <laughs> under my radar. <laughs> anyway, she's she's happy with that. So, uh, <laughs> we may not have discussed it if you've been on, Jess. To be honest, so, uh, you might have picked up on it, but we, only you and it. So. Why are you <laughs> going to make me look like the person? Yeah, literally, it's just like, yeah, we, we wouldn't have brought it up. <laughs> yeah, right, Chris, you ain't kept pushing it, it. You kept pushing it. <laughs> We've had 16 messages before we came on, just asking us continuously. Yeah. <laughs> bring this up. So, what are your thoughts, Larry? Really? Um, I for me, For me personally, it's not, it's, again, it's not saying the film is terrible because it definitely isn't terrible i think that you know cinematography the as you said and brought up the acting and you know the the effects i'm mean, practical effect i've read that so wrong <laughs> <laughs> um, oh. um but yeah i think the one thing that's with all of these films and I know it's it sounds beating a dead horse. But yes, the depth is how they're done, the practicality of it, and you know, with which is why I'm not very fond of you know when we get to it, the remake and everything because they substituted that. Nice, <laughs> they substitute they substituted that for a more efficient you know CGI. Let's just get it out there. So I really do appreciate that about these films as a whole. Um, even with the second one, I just find that the story for me after Dream Warriors, and again, I don't really look at two. I look at two as like kind of a side film. 
But for me, I think I've always said it. For me, it's Nightmare on Elm Street like one, and then obviously, obviously the third one, Dream Warriors. That's to me, they are like one and two. Um, but I just I feel like the story, and it and it continues, and I'll probably repeat my exact same sentence as I am now in the next review. But I just find that the story was very strung out. That they, they didn't sit down and say, "What creatively can we do, Freddy, and what can we really?" what we haven't what haven't we done yet and you know the whole like dream warriors and i'm like great and it's like dream master and then you start going all right and it's like dream child and it's like all right it's like i'm waiting for dream grandma dream uncle (laughs) dream dream vagina the dream vagina but no so so yes it's it's not it's not one of my favorites but it's definitely not like i wouldn't ever put it as the the lowest film i'd say for me it's actually bang in the middle of it's all right but i just wish the story was better so that's what's your favorite the third wasn't it or the first the first is my favorite as in story uh and but if you had, to, if I was picking like my personal of like, oh, entertainment and enjoyment, it's the third, and that's why I hold those two as like one and two in my head because I think it continues the Nancy story quite well and rounds everything up. Whereas these later films really are trying to push like, oh, this character that you saw in this one film, and now she's the key, she's the key, yeah. everyone, and now it's her child, it's her child, everyone. It's just like, I don't know, and it's it's the same thing that what happened, in my opinion, with. Friday the 13th in that there are some films in that franchise that you can tell someone sat down and went probably smoking a, f- um, a massive fat J and Jason goes to hell Jason goes Jason goes to bad hand no he's just fucking banging <laughs> so for, are they our uh, next one so? are we doing them should we do them next yeah, can do. I mean, the, to be fair, lines up. <laughs> all of them. But yeah, no, it, for me, it's bang. This one's bang smack in the middle. If I had okay. all of them, this one's in the middle because it's not a bad film. As we've said like it, it really isn't. But I just the only thing that lets down for me is the story. I just wish that they had sat down a little bit and just thought, how can we reinvent this or how can we make it new and refreshing? Whereas a lot of these sequels do just go. Do you remember this character? Well, now this character's doing this. Freddy's come back, and you, as we we joke about a lot, it's like how how is he coming yeah. back? Well, it's, it's interesting because I, I mean, because like it's almost like um, we're almost like um, sort of spoiled by today's standards, right? In that, yeah, we're we're very lucky in that we we have maybe a horror sequel every two years. Um, because mm-hmm. they want to make it really, really good. Whereas I think back in the day, it was like, no, we had to do this every year. And I'm just like, uh, just, just, just calm down. Just, just, just well, ha- have a think. And, and, and that was my main problem with four. To be honest, and, but, and, um, and an example would be, and I haven't seen it yet, and I know it was mentioned in a group chat, but there's a new orphan film coming out, and the first orphan film I really like. And when they announced they were doing a sequel, admittedly, I was a bit apprehensive, like, oh, really? Like, what? But then when I saw the trailer, I was like, actually, you've sat down and you've, from what I gather, I haven't seen it yet, but you can tell they've sat down and thought it out at least and said this would be cool to return to. And as you were just saying, I, I 
this stage of the game with like Friday the 13th, Nightmare on Elm Street. Um, I, I feel like a lot of these sequels were like, oh, we need a sequel, like clicking their fingers, like we need a sequel, we need a sequel. What's the idea? What's the idea? Well, we've got this character. Okay, okay. Uh, she has a kid. And it's like, oh, okay, okay, cool, cool, cool. Uh, Fr- Freddy wants the kid or Freddy wants to fuck over the kid. Love, nice, mm. nice, nice. Print it, shoot it, go. And yeah, yeah, exactly. I yeah. just, I just wish, like as you said, I just wish that things would slow down a bit, and you can sit there and say, it's again, it's not just franchises. It happened with, I know we'll talk about it later, but it happened with Predator and it happened with Alien, where you have some really good solid films, and then you have sequels where they're just like Ripley, uh, clones, uh, <laughs> fuck it, just fuck it, <laughs> just, just fuck it. <laughs> so. So yeah, it's bang bang in the middle for me. Yeah, I think generally with sequels that tends to happen though, doesn't it? Because even like yeah. Transformers or, or yeah, you know, it's so, there's so many you could go through. The Halloweens, for instance, or mm-hmm. Leprechauns. There's loads of them. Mm-hmm. Um, they like Tre- Tremors. Tremors was another Res- one. Yeah, Tremors. I like. I've got all the Tremors actually. I don't yeah, mind yeah. any of them. But Resident yeah. Evils, and they're just, just money-making machines, aren't they? Um, yeah. But it, it would be nice to have just films that, you know, actually cared. Well, what is, like, a, a set of three films that... Well, Lord of the Rings, obviously, is one big book, isn't it? But, like, I, I don't know, where, where there's actual sequels that really do work. Well, I mean, um, I mean, Dark, Dark Knight, I guess you could... You could, you could they were good, yeah. Um, all three it was quite good. The most recent two it's like followed yeah, a pattern yeah. where it was done by one director, and you know this is part one, this is part two. But that is a story already kind of built, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. From a novel. It's, it's made, and all they got to do is. You know, I, I suppose. I suppose. I suppose you could. You could argue Godfather, although. I mean yeah. that's the classic, isn't it? But yeah. I, I would say the first one was better than the second one, personally. But it's um, yeah. but it's that that's the cla- that is the classic example, isn't it? About which one do you prefer, Godfather one or two? Um, that's I a, remember that actually. A, that's a really good question, though. Like which? Sorry, I, know, I, hor- I, I, in the I, horror I, genre I, as well, that makes it even more tricky because there's so many. Hmm. Yeah. Like, I'm looking at what have I got in front. I've got six paranormal activities in front of me. <laughs> Um, yeah. They gradually get. I've got them all because yeah, they gradually I, get I had to have them. But like Scream yeah. is again another one. Like I like the first one. That's about yeah. it for me. Well, um, Hell, Hell Hellraiser is another one. Yeah, I mean, Hellraiser is quite famous for it. Like a lot of people always talk about the original three of you know one, two, three, and then and then they just remade it with different actors. And I know they're making another film that's going to go on Hulu. I think. Which is delving more into actually the book of Hellraiser being um, not so much a, uh, a boy or girl, but like this almost entity. And so I'm, I'm, I am looking forward to that film. But and you know, I know we'll talk about it later. But we're like with Prey, they put that straight onto Hulu, and I thought, oh, okay, here we go, the failure. That's why yeah. they're just shoving it on Hulu. But I was pleasantly surprised. So, Steve, oh, I still on your brain. Steve Barnard, yeah, he put the remakes of I Spit on Your Grave were an awesome trilogy. Now, I love Steve. He writes some awesome books, mate. So, the Meathead trilogy, there's Tenter Boy and Tenter Girl. I own them all. Um, I'm not going to tell you what goes on in them because it's batshit crazy. Um, <laughs> but it's definitely, definitely, I've spoke about it on here before, worth reading. And uh, Was that the one you recommended me to read? Yeah. I think I've first... read the first one. Yeah, so there was the, uh, what was in the first one I... Uh, 
Yeah. Was it? Um, there's some babies in the bath and things. It's, it's, it's mental. Um, yeah. It really sticks with me, that one. But Steve gets in there. He, he's great, mate. Um, I read that before I go to bed, you know. <laughs> Easy bedtime reading. So, uh, yeah, I love a bit of Steve. So, glad you got as well. Hostel was one where part one, uh, yeah. part one and two, yeah. kind of again done by the same person. Story like well, I don't like part Hostel, one, part two, because I'm not yeah, into no. that type body, of horror. That, that's body horror God, sort of thing. I, I don't mind reading. I read a lot of Matt Shaw as well, and he, he, he writes about bits and pieces like that. And uh, actually watching it, I, I don't know. I don't know. Some of them, you know, when they get their Achilles cut or whatever, they're at back of their leg. Oh, not for me. So uh, um, I can't think of any out anymore, really. I'm, I'm probably looking at a load now, but no, I'm those Conjuring to. films, the Conjuring films, for instance, I, I kind of like one and two. I know you hate them, and I do like I do like the Annabelle creation. I think that's a great film. Um, the Nun is a bit of a disappointment. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it, it wasn't that rubbish. She's scary when she she's been after, after, <laughs> Yeah, but her itself is quite a good character. But all she can do is throttle you. <laughs> but I, but but again, I don't want to go on a huge. And that's appealing to some people. <laughs> I don't, yes. I don't, want, I don't want to go on a huge tangent. But my issue with again the whole, it's the same with the Conjuring, and I'll try and just sum it up more quicker, but. When you read the real stories, there's so much mystery to it of like what was going on that that in itself is scary. And so when you start adding in all this, like, oh, the kid goes through the hallway and there's the jangly man and the jangly man's in your tent. And it's like, why? And then with Annabelle, like the, the real story, you sit there and you go, and it's actually in Conjuring 1, which I actually did like how they did it. Because yes. it was it was very subtle of like yeah they changed the design but it was like you know oh this is the real story this is actually you know there were two girls who were nurses and you know the guy who was one of the nurses boyfriends um, and then later on they're just like Annabelle the reckoning learn how Anna <laughs> became Annabelle and it's like I don't fucking care like <laughs> I just, it's such a shame if there had been a lot of vaginas in it. You would have loved it. I would have. No. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> oh dear. I, I, I get the feeling you don't like the Conjuring films. So uh, uh... I like, I like, I like the first. I like uh, the first one. I like the first uh, one. I thought the first one was was actually very well done and it was fun. But it was for me. It was the second one. You know, it's the same with Insidious. Insidious, the first one, I was like, this is actually quite a. It's not the best, but I was like, it's a fun, it's a fun horror. You can you can sit down and just enjoy it. And then they were like, Ins- Insidious, yes. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's bad. I own that film on a steelbook, and I don't know why. Well, sometimes you're sometimes... sad like I am. That's, yeah. that's all. <laughs> oh dear. Um. Okay, so we so we rate this bonus and then move on because we've been talking bollocks for what how long? Forty minutes now. It's not bad, is it? Um, so you in? What, what are you throwing this one? Yeah, so it was kind of it was kind of a surprise to me because I I actually end up quite enjoying it. Obviously, it's 
a load of nonsense and a lot of yeah. it doesn't make sense. But I, I actually had quite a lot of fun with this, so I, uh, I'd give it a seven. Okay, well, I'm gonna give it. Um, yeah, seven. Yeah, yeah. I seven. I will go. I will go six, and that's just because I think that it's it's not. Yeah, it's just a bit over halfway for me. There are others that I hold way more uh, to the standard. Okay, so that's just again. It's only going to go downhill now, listeners. Really, um, I think the next couple. Well, it's about that time in the show, and, and I'm going to say I haven't spoken to Dan for a couple of weeks. I know he's been a busy bee, so I'm going to uh, get to what Dan might have picked. <laughs> Right, excluded again. I watched. I watched a foreign film. Oh, okay. <laughs> Dan, Dan might watch it. So it was in foreign. Um. Right, it was called the orphanage. Yeah. Okay. And it was, uh, uh, what, how do you say his name? Dittoro presents. Guillermo Del Toro. Yeah. How is it? Guillermo. Guillermo. Guillermo Del Toro. All right. So the orphanage. So I watched that the other night. So Laura has happy memories of her childhood in an orphanage. She convinces her husband to buy the place and help her convert it into a home for sick children. One day, though, her own adopted son disappears. Um. I bought this on Blu-ray a while ago, so I think it had like eight, is it ninety something percent rotten? No, eighty-seven percent rotten. And I saw it come up, so I often have a look through the rotten, you know, scores and see if there's someone on there I haven't seen. I've never seen this, so I've only paid a couple of pounds for it. Um, and yeah, basically about this this woman, she buys this orphanage, and her son, her son who yeah, is an adopted son, he has invisible friends. Um, he likes to talk to and uh they turn up more and more and uh without giving too much away and i'm definitely not going to give the end away it's about what occurs there and there's there's a little lad with a bag on his head you know you've got a, a character with a bag on his head in places and uh yeah it's it's good film. i'd probably give it seven i wouldn't give it as, as much as 87 did you like it ewan yeah I, I, actually, I, actually, a while ago. I yeah i i really like the film um I especially, I, I especially like how it's directed and shot. Um, there's a there's a scene where um, I think the mother's trying to like summon the ghosts or something, and she has to knock on this door and then look back, almost like a what's yeah. the time, Mr. Wolf kind of situation. And the camera goes once and there's nothing there. Camera goes twice, nothing there. And the third time, there are a couple of kids there. I think that's a really effective shot, and I, I really like it. Um, also, I think Sackhead's a quite. A, that's what I call him personally. Sackhead um, is is quite an effective kind of presence. He's just a creepy ghost type thing. The one thing I didn't like about that film, and I think it's the orphanage, where I think it happens midway through, where there's like some kind of car accident, and there's like a really sort of deformed face or something that like screams at the screen. It's almost a bit CGI as well. So oh, okay. I, 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 I might I have been that boy. Yeah, mate, I, I didn't really like that because I thought it was like. It was almost like a producer was like, you, you've got to add something gory. It's just, it's just because there's not, there's not really much happening at the moment. Um, but I think, I think the rest, I think the rest of it is very solid. I, I thought that 
because it's about it's about a couple and they're the sort of child isn't it so it's sort of i i think it's got the kind of emotional value there as well um and you know when, when you sort of look at a ghost story that's been done like a million times when you get something new out of it i think that's always that's always a good that's always a good sign so yeah i i, I quite enjoyed it i enjoyed it it was not it's, it's not gore it's not that scary there are some parts that are a bit chilling but yeah with the, the, the little boy had he's gonna die wasn't exactly. he the, the, the actual her adopted son he was he was gonna die wasn't he because did he have hiv i think he did i can't yes i can't remember if it's hiv but i know he has he has something yeah he had something and he was taking pills for it and uh but yeah, it was good. So uh, hopefully Dan may have picked that. It was in foreign. So I know Dan speaks foreign. I, I believe um, it's Spanish, yeah. It's <laughs> Spanish. So that, is yeah, that, do they speak foreign. that in Sweden? They do, I think, don't they? I, I don't think it's their native language. <laughs> oh, okay. I want to um, use that in future. Just go somewhere and be like, you speak foreign. <laughs> <laughs> I think a lot of English people do. Yeah, <laughs> yeah no, I want to join that crowd. British foreign muck. So, uh, um, anyway. Let's move on to what we've been watching this week. What have you been watching? No, seriously, what have you been watching? Wow. Now, I haven't watched too much this week because I watched so much the week before, and I will. we can touch upon some of that if you like. Sure. So let's... Um, you've seen Nope. We were I've not going to talk Nope, but Larry's not seen Nope, is he? Feel feel can't... free to talk. Feel free to talk. Just no. or like, or just then, maybe not a spoiler then, for the end. Maybe. So we, there's, there was a couple of things I watched that you probably got opinions on. So we go with Prey. Have you seen that? Okay. I haven't seen it, so that could be. I have. Yeah. I want to give spoilers though. I don't mind because I'm not a big fan of Predator in general. So you well, can, the Predators you know. in it. Yeah, you, I was going to say you can't you can't really spoil it as well though, if you think about it. Like I'm pretty sure without sounding bad, you like you pretty know you, you pretty much know what's going. Like, to I can happen. pretty much guess what, what yeah, basically yeah. is going to happen. <laughs> if you if you if you've seen the trailer for it, there you go. A predator comes to Earth to uh, kill some I don't know, people, people, or and, and bears and whatever mm. else it can. What else does it skin? It skins somewhere earlier on as well, doesn't it? In the film. Well, yeah, it's the first time the predator has come to Earth, Earth. so it's, it's 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 going over like the species. So like it sees uh, uh, a a rat get eaten by a snake, and then it skins yeah. the snake because it's like oh the snake is the apex predator, and then you know it works its way up through the animals and then gets to humans, and there you go. Yeah, and, and, and he's going to kill them, but they're uh, Native Americans. So I said that right this week. Um, but they're offending anyone. So, uh, <laughs> so yeah, and it's about the girl. Again, I don't want to offend anyone, but she should be home, not doing the ironing and that, because obviously they haven't got irons and things like that. But she's meant to be at home cooking and cleaning. and what You know what I'm trying to say? The, the, the Native Americans are very. Um, the men go out hunting. The women stay at home. Wait, is this set, I, I, well, is this set I, in old No, time? no. I, oh, yeah, yeah, old I was seventeen. Right, okay. Seventeen hundred. <laughs> it's not nineteen eighty-five. Right, yeah, gotcha, gotcha, no, gotcha. no, So like it's it's seventeen hundred. So, she, but she wants to go out hunting, and she's very good at it too. Um, mm. And so 
she ends up with the fellas and then they and they were all very good at hunting and she has a fight with one of them i think as well she, she beats the shit out of him i think um and then they start getting attacked by the predator and that's it that is pretty much it but they've got only got bow and arrows and things i, I think tomahawks whatever yeah. they had they they, they um, have all the like they, they have lines from the original comeback you know the whole if it bleeds we can kill it that's we can there. kill it yeah um which he does bleed what i was glad about and i love the first film a lot but there's an awful lot of the uh is it infrared or whatever it is yeah, yeah you know yeah. those heat sink those heat scenes there's an awful lot of that now it does kind of grate on me sometimes because there's a lot of it um but this doesn't have much of that at all um so yeah it moved along quickly i don't know it was really a cinema film i don't think um... yeah it it, it my, i i'd say my issues with were two things the story was really good um i actually really like the main character's kind of arc in that there is actually some validity like to what was said earlier that the her mum is no to stay here and cry but you need to like fix up this and you need to you know when hunters come back and bring the food you need to do this and she very much no you know i want to go out with my dog companion and yeah. she's like i want to hunt and she wants to hunt a bear which is they call it something basically like a sacred um act where you kill your first predator in the wild my, my only issues with it were actually two things which is I think it could have been a lot gorier. I think they definitely settled on a 15 and were like, yeah. no, we'll, we'll CGI some of the blood and we'll do all this. Whereas I think the original's so good because it doesn't hold back on that. Um, and the second thing was, I just want them to stop CGIing over practical effects because as it, when you watch the film, the Predator's face is CGI. Then when you watch the behind the scenes, they have a full animatronic yeah. face, and it looks amazing. And it's like, why they sit with the thing prequel? It just stop thinking that people like practical effects. You know, you've got enough CGI going on. That that was my only two issues. I think I've had a lot of people go, "Oh my god, it's perfect," and it's like, it's not. It's not perfect in any way. But it's definitely a worthy sequel that is so enjoyable it's like yeah i want to see more uh and there's also a, a reference to predator 2 in there with the old gun at the end because that's the gun that glove gets given at the end of predator 2 ah. the I, need to, I need to watch that again because i actually watched alien versus predator a couple of days before i watched that is <laughs> i don't think i'd ever seen it properly and i didn't mind that film it was a bit stupid but um yeah my son enjoyed it anyway I don't know. I yeah. don't know if you if you liked Alien versus Predator. Yeah, yeah. I, 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 thought I it was okay. I, I like both of them. I, I, a lot of people don't like the second one, Alien versus Predator Requiem. I I do agree that, that film is way too dark. Like, yeah. It's just it's yeah. literally you can't see how the shit that's going on in the film. But I actually do think the film is is very good. I think it goes back to basics of let's be gory, let's make it scary. You know. Obviously, we're not talking about Alien vs. Predator Requiem, but there is a lot of stuff in that film where I'm like, if you took that and put it into another sequel, maybe to Prey, it's I feel like that could really benefit. But I get it. Like I think you said, could I imagine it at the cinema? Yes, but I don't think it would do too well. 
which is a shame. So I'm, you know, it's because it's done by the guy who did 10 Cloverfield Lane. Um, and um, yeah, so in like I said, the, the story's good. Acting's really great. The imagery's great. I just, I wish, just want them to stop doing this Hollywood trope, which is build an animatronic. We shoot the animatronic and we disregard the animatronic and we make it CGI. Um, bit of a shame. All right. Um, well, at least we enjoyed it. And I, I hmm. think you and probably will. I yes. So. Maybe. <laughs> you will. You will. Definitely. I think you will. I think you'll run like, yeah, it was good. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's, just, it's, just one of, it's yeah. just one of those. Sorry, it's just one of those things. I, I with the whole sort of predator. Th- I mean, I've said I said this before. I just don't. It's 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 one of those. It's it's one of those series that everyone goes on about, and I'm just a bit like, uh, I don't really. Yeah. I, don't, I don't really get it, but fine, you know that sort of thing. So I have no real sort of like, you know, urge to see prey. But you know, I'll I'll, I'll see it and see. Oh, here's a que- here's a question really quickly though. <clears throat> you you say that about the predator franchise, yeah? Yeah, what, I mean, I've only seen the first one, so that's yeah. So. What's your what's your feelings on Alien? Because Alien, Alien have had a, a few sequels now, which kind of gone. Yeah, I mean, I I've seen I've seen what I've seen three Aliens. So I've seen Alien One, Aliens, and Alien Covenant, which is a, probably a weird a weird <laughs> way of seeing them. Um, I'm all right with them. I think I preferred Aliens to Alien, to be honest. I yeah. but I think that's mainly because I'm not a a massive fan of Ridley Scott. I like I like some of his movies, but I'm sort of I don't know. I I, I watch Alien and I that there are some great scenes in it, but I'm I'm a bit I don't know. I was a bit. <laughs> I remember. I, sorry, this is I know what you're gonna say. Game. I know what you're gonna say. I think. Well, well, there's the time when we put it on at uni. Yes, um, that's why I knew it was coming. I think it was in the common room or something like first. No, it's in, le- le- no, it's in lecture theatre. Well, I well, I for some reason I remember being common, but I I remember I was such a sort of snob. I was such a sort of uh, coming from like our house and everything, and everyone was really really loved like eighties movies, and you know they were stuck on Alien. I was just like, well, he's just copying Stanley Kubrick, isn't he? Just shot for shot, (laughs) and I just got an annoying. um, You'll know who I'm talking about. An annoying Irish wine next to me, just sort of saying, "Would you shut the fuck up?" You know. That's Scottish, sorry, <laughs> but, but um, uh, but yeah, I don't, I yeah, I, I again, I, I think you know some of the alien films are, are very well made. I, th- I think the James Cameron one is more entertaining because I think James Cameron knows how to be entertaining that way. I don't think Ridley Scott. I think Ridley Scott is probably better at sci-fi than he is at horror, um, and I think that's part of the reason why the first Alien movie doesn't work completely for me. But I do, I still like it. You know, it's a, it's a, it's a, it's a well-made movie um yeah yeah no i get what you mean it's more like of a personal opinion than it is saying mm. the film is bad or anything like that. Yeah, yeah 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 great okay i'll talk about one series i watched i'm finished uh obi-wan kenobi yeah so i i really liked it um it brought back a lot of memories because obviously i see these films at the cinema before you boys were born um, well, so... hang on. Well, wait. Oh no, you're talking about the original series. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The original series. Yeah. We yeah. saw those. We saw those at the cinema. Not the ones I saw. <laughs> so like, so I, I kind of really like the character, and I like how it worked. And I know there wasn't much to the storyline, but I enjoyed it. Not a lot went on. There was a few fights and kind of things you could see coming most of the time. 
but I liked it, and I, I I don't know if we'll get another series. Probably not. Um, I think they have I, said. I yeah. think they said that they yeah. want. I thought. Want to do I thought you McGregor was was great. Um, I think, yeah, he was I good. I, I don't know if I've ever seen him in a film. I didn't like the I, girl who played the the, the, the bad Leia. character. Oh, the bad no, one. No, no, yeah. yeah, I didn't like the Leia character either, really. Um, but. I, I thought he was great, and I thought I was nice seeing Anakin again and things. Um, <laughs> although a bit, it was a bit weird seeing him is older than. Yeah, was, I mean, what, what that, it was when he died. That's it was quite obvious. That's the, that's the time where you need to use the CGI to yes. just de-age because he had the whole bags under his eyes and everything. Yeah, he's like, oh, he like, you're you're not Anakin. Like to me, to me, that was like such an annoying scene because I mean, first of all. It's not necessary at all. But the reason why they put it in, in my opinion, the reason why they put it in is because it, it must be under Hayden Christensen's contract for his face to be seen at least once in the, in the whole series, as opposed to be covered up by Darth well, Vader. Not even his voice. It's James Earl Jones's voice. It's just is yeah. it James Earl Jones? Is yeah. it not yeah, yeah, his yeah. voice? I thought that no. was his voice. They you know, he, um, bit, but... Yeah, I was, I was going to say... I is know... James Earl Jones still alive? Yeah, yeah. Hayden, Hayden Christensen did like a few lines, which I think they edited, uh, like the ending. Yeah, uh, yeah. Spo spo spoilers, just in case. But there is an ending scene where he where he speaks like where it's half Vader, half Anakin. Um, I know he did those lines, um, but I think my only issue with the series is it shouldn't have been a series. It should have just been a film. Which I think there was, was the original plan. Of, I think it was the original yeah. plan. But then there's a lot of yeah, it was being it was being developed as a film um, round about the time that Solo was made, and then Solo didn't do very well, and they say, "Oh, we don't really want to do this as a film anymore." Um, so you're right. I think I think it would have been better as a well. As there a is a, there's an edit there's an edit online that you can watch that someone has taken the whole series and cut out all the waffle and made it into a two, <laughs> two made it into a two hour and twenty minute film, and I've watched it, and it's not it, obviously it's not perfect. Because it's somebody taking a series and editing it down, but it just shows that it works ten times better than a series, in my but opinion. But I tell, I, I tell you what, though, I mean, I was, I was, I was contrary to uh, you and Kev, I guess. I was quite disappointed by this series. Um, but I, but the thing that sort of I came back to was that I thought that there was, there was, there was, <laughs> there's a YouTube video. I'm sure many people have seen it. Uh, where, um, where they essentially it's a fan made movie, a fan made video where they get the scene uh, of Obi Wan Kenobi in the, in the New Hope, um, and they get him to flash back, um, yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. to to the the prequel trilogy. And I actually thought that video is is more effective and emotional than the, than the entirety of the yeah. Obi Wan Kenobi series, um, because I just I just felt there was nothing. There's nothing new being added. There was a new sort of dark character um, who may be on Vader's side, um, or maybe not. It turns out she's not really. It's uh, it's it's a whole weird storyline with her. And but she was yeah. she was the like the only new thing in this in this series, and she could have provided a lot more than she did. But they said, "Oh, go, go Obi Wan, just moping around in the desert, just like oh, I'm so so upset." Oh, where's where's Qui Gon? Oh, <laughs> yeah, why's where's Qui Gon? <laughs> he, he turns up, doesn't he? 
yeah, yeah that's what end. i mean it was, that's what i mean like it was a series of uh, it was a, it was a series of characters being like hey yeah. char- character that i don't that we haven't seen in a while hopefully you'll show up hopefully wink 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 just wait till the end wink wink uh, wink <laughs> but what were the lads from hellraiser or oh, they were they look like oh oh the, the inquisitors. inquisitors they yeah. look like they were from hellraiser or oh, from well world. yes well oh. so the, the, but this is where star wars this is the thing this is where star wars is like now expanded to a point where it's not now just oh if you watch these films it's now have you watched these films and the series and the sub series and the animated series because oh, that, in, that, that yeah because oh, okay. the the inquisitor is actually from um rebels i believe it's either rebels or the clone wars and i know a lot of people saw his design and went that's not the character i mean they did it recently with in the book of boba fett they took um oh god i can't remember his name the blue fucker with the hat yeah no okay no well so he's like a bounty hunter and he's in all of the animated series like quite a few times and they brought him in and i actually think they did that all right they did that very well but my my biggest issue is like it's with the ahsoka series that's coming out soon or at least like it's being filmed and it's going to obviously tie into rebels and I don't know. I feel like the company is banking on people going, "Oh, you've you've watched Rebels, yeah?" And it's like, "No. No, I haven't watched <laughs> Rebels." <laughs> and it's just a bit like, "Oh, well, you should." And it's like, "Well, yeah. oh, I don't fucking want to." Yeah. So I mean, that was another that was another thing that annoyed me about the series is that they wasted such good actors that they almost become cameos. So, I mean, Benny Safdie, for instance, um, yeah. one half of the Safdie brothers, who's a great actor in his own right. He was in Good Time, which he also co-directed. Um, he's in there for only like one or two scenes, and he's been built up for a while in the press saying, oh, he's going to be. Then there's Kamel uh, Nanjiani, who's a great comedy actor, um, mm. who does have he, a bigger he, role. He but... was wasted. I thought he was wasted. Yeah, it's just he just does nothing. He, he just yeah. helps out a little bit. And is he doesn't, which he's not given... He was he's, fake he, Jedi. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He was the, yeah, fake, the fake Jedi. Jedi yeah. Right, okay. Because he he's good. got, he's yeah, he's because he's got so much comedic talent. I mean, if you, if you watch like Silicon Valley or The Big Sick, um, or or his various um other comedy projects, he's often mm. on being interviewed and stuff. He's a very funny, charismatic um actor and comedian. And I was just, I was, I was thinking there. He's just like he's just given nothing. He's just given formulaic dialogue. And he's mm. just given no chance to really like. <laughs> well, they, they, I'm they, just like, why did they cast him? Well, they, they, I can only imagine that is because he's a recognizable face as opposed to using his talent. They they did the same with him, in my opinion, in, in Eternals, because they mm. had him. I don't know if you've seen Eternals, but they I did haven't. the they they did the same thing. They they brought mm. him in, and they were like, he's an Eternal, and he's literally there for like, oh, he's gonna he's gonna do some witty lines. Um, every now and then and like you said i thought he was wasted it i thought he was wasted in this because he shows up as this fake jedi and his story arc is again it's not a spoiler because his story arc is literally oh i'm a criminal two seconds later <laughs> no no i get it I've, i get my ways i need to help the jedi come on guys let's band together and i was a bit like all right cool yeah so i would give that eight <laughs> I yeah no me me and my dad really enjoyed we did yeah. enjoy watching it I just Doing wish it was a film not not so much it was something that I that I be but I began quite 
being quite entertained by and then gradually just got more and more disappointed especially as like you get <laughs> that's my last my last thing on it but when you got thing like like really badly written sequences like when <laughs> when obi-wan hides leia under his coat <laughs> and it's yeah. just such a sort of it's such a cartoonish moment that's just like it's not even funny because it's like almost meant to be taken seriously and it's just like i i don't i don't get it but i was yeah. i was just i was just waiting for the for the quotes like literally when i was watching it i was like come on come on please please you and mcgregor please please <laughs> and then at the end he was like Hello there. And I was just like, ah, oh, he said it. <laughs> he said it. He's... Hello there. He said the thing from that one film. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So the only other thing I've been doing, I've been playing uh, the Stick of Truth uh, South Park on my Xbox, um, which I just pick up and play now and again. And it, it, you know, some of the things that in that game are so funny. Well, even when they go to Cartman's mum's bedroom, you walk up there and there's a crack pipe on the side and a bloody great vibrator. And, and it, it's like, it just makes me like every have you time. Have the sequel? I've, I own it, but I haven't got to it. So I'm going to okay. finish the sticker trick. It, I don't get a lot of time. So yeah. I might pick it up and play for half hour, an hour, just like an episode, really, because that's how it plays. Mm. Um, I learned to fart earlier. Cartman taught me how to do that, which was oh, which just is, in which, general, I learned yeah, yeah. to fart. So, yeah, it, it, was, it, was, it was very good. Um, so I've been playing that, and I highly recommend it. It's just a lot of fun if you're old like me and you can't <laughs> cope with all these fast-moving games. So that was all good. So that's pretty much me done. So I'm, I'm sure it's been a couple of weeks since we spoke, really, isn't it? So I, I expect you got a bit to talk about guys so who wants to go first uh i can go i guess yeah yeah, yeah. Um, go for it go for it yeah yeah um so i guess the most pertinent thing is uh nope which i saw a week or so ago me too it was about it was yeah. about a week ago yeah yeah so it's jordan peele's new film um about a family of ranchers who um lend horses to movie movie sets um and they're the only, I think they sort of, they sell themselves as the only black family to do so. And that they're descended from, um, so so the first piece of film ever made was A Horse in Motion by, I think, Edward Moybridge. And the person on the horse was a, was a black guy. And they this family is descended from that black guy. Um, and it's basically about them. And they discover that something's moving around in the sky. Um, it transpires that it's a UFO. But not a UFO as we usually know it. Are we um, giving this away? Are we going full I don't, on? I, I, won't, I, won't, I, won't, I won't give it away. I'll just it say. I'll just say. Like you're, you're <laughs> water, <laughs> I, I'm not going to. I'm not going to reveal what happens. Um, see little Larry's face then. Just... Yeah. Um, and there's also to the side. There's this other story involving a chimp and a sitcom set. I like that a lot. A horrend- <laughs> yeah, there was a horrendous accident. Wait, so I was right about the chimp. Well, you were. Well, well. I, well not in well not well, I, yeah there's not, an old there's an old conspiracy theory about a chimp or like yeah but yeah i haven't not, seen it so I it's can't not really treated as a conspiracy it's just a it's just a, like a sub story within the, I, within I, the when i see it i'd have to obviously i'm not going to comment on it but it i want to so see tense, if it is it? i want to see if it I is the conspiracy because yeah. the, the chimp because loads of people were apparently went missing the conspiracy theory is that a lot of people went missing from the the set yeah well well, yeah so 
I mean, this. I love the two different reactions. Kev's like, no, this, no, this, and then you're like, uh, yeah, do it, yeah, stop. <laughs> I mean, this is the interesting thing. Obviously, I won't reveal anything, but um, it's based uh, like a child that was involved that grows up to be this um, who's the head of another rock, a sort of theme park Wild West situation, uh, played by um, what's his name, Wolf from Walking Dead, and um, oh, Steven, 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 yeah. Steven Wen, Steven Wen. So yeah, oh, Steven um, Wen. Um, and he's again, he's very good, good in it. But I mean, my, my I was watching it and just sort of like, yeah, this is a really good scene. This is really good. Oh, and there are actually some points where like this is the best thing Jordan Peele's ever done. Um, but I kept on waiting. There are so many loose threads that are just thrown in there. Um, and I just kept on waiting for them to be tied up. Um, and then the film ends and it just sort of leaves you hanging in that way, which is a very risky way to do it. Um, a lot of people so liked it. Does it just end abruptly? Does it just kind of just well, go, uh, go. A, a big portion happens and then it it, there ends. is a climax, yes. But I feel like, especially with the stuff involving the chimp, I feel like we're very unresolved. Um, yeah. It's it's connected it's probably like in the, the conspiracy theory, though, isn't it? Yeah, I, again, I don't I don't know what that is, Lawrence, but I'll, 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 I'll let you know what that is. I, I didn't but, get any conspiracy theory. Theory. No, that's me going kid. down a rabbit hole <laughs> of really, just, <laughs> through need, my life. <laughs> you need to go and watch it. But it's yeah, interesting because no, I, really I mean, because I, I mean, my it. I think I think a lot of my issue with it is that it, it it goes in with like okay, the theme is spectacle and how the modern world is obsessed with spectacle, especially with iPhones and YouTube and everything. We're all obsessed with like you know seeing like a car wreck on the side of a road or something. We're all attracted to like brutality and violence and stuff like that. And it's trying to comment on that. And there are some times when it, when it's quite effective, but I feel like it's not as profound as it really wants to be. Um, in my review. Um, for Culture Whisper, uh, look 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 it up online now. I have, um, yeah, good. Um, I actually opened with like um, with Funny Games, uh, which um, well, I, which I sort of owe to this podcast really because I rewatched it because of this podcast. Um, and you can see like how Michael Haneke approaches Funny Games. It says so much about spectacle with a fraction of the budget and within four walls mostly says more about spectacle in the modern world than Nope does with $68 million and with, um, I think, two hours and ten minutes. It's entertaining. It's fun. Um, but I feel like it's not as, like... I don't know. It's not. It's not. It's certainly not as politically profound as Us or Get Out. Well, um, that was, that was going to be my question for both of you, is that out of all three films that he's done, how are you ranking them? Because obviously you guys have seen, you guys have seen all I've seen um, the other I, two. I watched Us last week. That's the other, obviously I did a podcast on that. Yeah. Um, but I just I would love to know where you rank uh, them because you've seen all three of them. I so would like... go get out, then mm-hmm. nope, then us. Okay. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> yeah. My mind's gonna be different. Mine's uh, us get out and nope. I think. And you know, no, nope is by no means a bad film. It's very well made. Very Spielbergian. Um, as I was watching it, it was like Close Encounters. And then I looked online and it's like, oh yeah, Jaws. Yeah, of course, it's, like, it's, it's pretty much exactly the Jaws plotline in some ways. Um, but um, but as the, the, those aspects are really are, are really good. But there are also a lot of wasted talent, I thought, a bit like everyone Kenobi, where it's like, like Stephen Wen, he's good w- when he's in it, but I don't think you see, you like we've seen him in like um, 
he was in a film called Minari recently. He was in a film called Burning, where you see like the true breadth of his um, acting. I mean, it, also Walking Dead. He, he's a great. Film. He is a great actor. Yeah. Like he's in, an 18, he's in an eighty-four film, isn't he? I don't know what. It's yeah, called. I think that's Minari. I think that's Minari. Oh, yeah. Right, right. Okay. Um, which is a very good film. Yeah. Um, but I hear, I feel here. He's got a few scenes where it's where it's good. But I, I, I just feel they didn't get the most out of him. And for some reason, they also have. Um, uh, I, I, I'm sorry if I mispronounce his name but barbie ferrera who is not so much who isn't that well known on the film scene but she's she's best known for being in euphoria that sort of tv that teen drama tv series which is a great series and one, and one of the best in the last few years in my opinion but she's only given like i don't know like four or five scenes i'm just like why have her at all and and the obvious answer is that oh yeah she's just a recognizable face much like you know the, the, the Obi-Wan Kenobi and I'm, I, I don't know I hate I hate it when they do that personally and, and obviously the actors up for it. it's like oh yeah I want to be in a Jordan Peele film it's like oh no you've only got like three lines it's like oh okay my last but, question <laughs> without a spoiler do horses play an actual part because I've seen a lot of promotional material and horses yeah, so... are all on the poster so yeah, I just horses. wanted to ask, does yeah, that actually horses. play into it, or is it just the yeah, range yeah, yeah. aspect? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay, no, cool. Um, so I, you know, I, I, I would recommend to see, uh, anyone to see it because um, it is a Jordan Peele film, and I think he's very, you know, on the pulse. And in terms of, but I, I also wouldn't call this a horror film. Um, Definitely not a horror a, film. Uh, no, it, did, call, it didn't look is, like a horror film. Which, which I, I feel like it's being promoted as a horror film. Um, Definitely but not. But it's very much a sort of dark sci-fi. Um, there are some bits which are a bit horry, um, but I was quite annoyed. Like that, a lot of them are a bit deflated, um, and I wonder if the second time they'd be as effective as they were because because of that deflation. Um, but it's it's worth seeing. Um, he, I saw. Sort of, yeah. Did I just just said? Did he do the Twilight Zone? Yes. He yes. Would, in yeah, the new the new that's, series. That, new yeah, that's it. So that's what it felt like a bit like mm. a, a, a big old. A version of an episode of the twilight zone you watch um, i'll see this and i'll give it 10 out of 10 bonus <laughs> i can see yeah, it you happening might, already you, you might do I, I would give the the monkey scenes 10 out of 10 i'm not so sure about the rest does of it have um, oh no I, I can't keep asking because <laughs> i'm just i'm going to no i was gonna say does the chimp have blue eyes bright blue eyes i don't remember <laughs> but, I, I don't i don't I, think I probably would i probably would he, he yeah he, yeah, he just got a bit upset, right? Yeah. So, uh, it's got really upset. He did. He, so, you, you need to see it. We don't want to give it away to you. Yeah, so, no, I, I, I plan, I plan I to see it this week. I would recommend the cinema, though, not watch it at home. Oh, I have to. I have to. The, the cinema, I don't know, I, just a side note before we continue, but it's a shame uh, because Cineworld uh, yeah. are going out of business. And that's yeah, the cinema right near me. So I definitely <laughs> have to go see it. Because if not, yeah. I will <laughs> watch cinema. But I didn't watch yeah. us on the big screen. And I think that affects why I see it as my least favourite. Now, I own it, but I, I saw Get Out on the big screen. I didn't see yeah. us. So I, I think I might have been missing out on something there. Um, mm. But yeah. So Sorry, Ian. More? Yeah, so that's fine. So, so that was no. Um, I also watched... Um, so it's it's coming out eventually in america Christ. anyway it's coming out tomorrow but um i saw house of the dragon um or the first six episodes of house of the game of thrones prequel that's that's, that's out here tomorrow isn't it 
yeah, it's out on Monday. Yeah, Monday evening. Um, it should be. It's should out, be out. On, it's out on what Prime already in America? It, or? No, in America, I think it's on HBO Sunday Max. night in America on HBO Max. Yeah, um, and it, over here it's on Sky Atlantic. Um, so House of the Dragon. Um, Wait, it's on Sky Atlantic. Yeah. yeah, sounds like a Bruce Lee film. Oh, to be honest, I thought I thought it would yeah. be like yeah. how they did yeah. the old Game of Thrones, where it wasn't like available. No, no, well, I'm old, bit, no, I'm being, no. This one, yeah, no. Sorry, I was internet. Yeah, Sky. Yeah, Sky tomorrow. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, um, so it's interesting. So it's set um 172 years before the birth of Daenerys Targaryen, um. So it's mainly following the Targaryen dynasty, who are in King's Landing, ruling over the Seven Kingdoms. Um, Paddy Considine plays King Viserys I, um, who's sitting on the Iron Throne at the moment. Um, his daughter, Rhaenyra, um, is sort of wanting to become heir, but because she's um, a woman, that's that's something the male patriarchs can't really accept so it's a lot about her journey to be honest it's about her sort of trying to navigate all that and wanting to be named an heir and wanting to prove herself um despite all these forces against her um i gotta tell you i wasn't that impressed that's probably a bit harsh but i was sort of because the thing is about game of thrones i mean there's a lot of people things can say about game of thrones i actually like most of game of thrones um and that includes the last season um i don't think it's amazing but i think i, I just i just think it's fine um Blasphemy. i know i know i've had i've had very aggressive arguments with people not, not the aggression not coming from me given my no no from the no opposite um and i watched house of dragon and it is interesting and i was absorbed in it um and i couldn't wait for the next episode but I feel like it didn't have the same emotional weight of Game of Thrones, to be honest. Mainly because none of the characters are especially likable. The only likable characters really is is a Rhaenyra, who you're kind of rooting for. But it's it also jumps in time with every episode. So I think the distance between like the time between one episodes one and two is six months. Between two and three is two years, and then eventually it's ten years later. So you don't really get the same emotional weight. You get you get a good story, and it is about the dynasty, so you kind of want to know the history of it. But I just felt like I wasn't as emotionally engaged um, with the, the story. Are, are these already? Yeah. Written books? Well, it was based. It's sort of partially based on um, Fire and Blood, which is George R. R. Martin's like history of oh, Westeros, okay. um, yeah. very much like you know the Silmarillion is. It, is it as political? About. Yeah, yeah. It I was kind. I was. I, 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 I was kind. I was kind of annoyed that because there are various similarities to Game of Thrones, like you know, issues of succession and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. um, and also, one of the best characters is Matt Smith as as Damon or Damon, Damon Targaryen, um, who's the kind of a wayward hedonistic brother of Viserys, but but Pentagon, who's the king of the keep king on the iron throne he's one of the best characters because he's like so wayward and ridiculous and matt smith is perfect for that role because not only has he played a kind of annoyed prince in the crown but mm. also you get you get even though he's nothing he has none of the morals of the doctor you when 
because I, I I watched a lot of his episode as, as as the Doctor, and he Matt Smith was very good at those those in sort of straddling that line between being funny and joyous and being aggressive and traumatized and stuff like that, and that that aggression he keeps for for Damon, which I think which I think is very good. But again, I I'm sort of watching it kind of like. I don't know. I, I just, I just feel like it's not Game of Thrones, and I feel like I'm not that emotionally invested. And there are so many scenes where I'm just like, Ugh, uh. so there's like, there's like, because it's supposed to be set in like, they, they try and make it like it's a different time period from uh, Game of Thrones by having more antiquated attitudes to things. So there's like child brides and stuff like that. And even though I understand where they're coming from, they're trying to cre- create that realistic realistically medieval atmosphere i just feel like when you've got a child actor saying um you won't have to bed me until i turn 14 i'm just a bit like "Mm, just it just feels too gross for me to really um a bit cringy it's a bit cringy i understand why they're doing it um yeah but I don't know. I, I but you know, reviews have been all over the place for this. I've seen three three stars. I've seen four stars. I've even seen five stars in many cases. I wouldn't say this was five stars at all. I would understand if you gave it four stars. But for me, I'd probably give it three. So probably six, about six or seven bonus. Um, so it's worth watching, um, especially if you're a Game of Thrones fan. Um, but I feel like I didn't get as much out of it as I as I wanted to. Um, also, I'll, I'll I'll end on this. But I've been I finished. Um, the Sandman on Netflix. I haven't started this yet. I've heard okay. so much about it and I'm a okay. bit at odds at myself to start it. So what you say will probably tip the uh, uh, the scales. Yeah. I I really like The Sandman. I I, I think it's great. Um, it's funny, really, because I, I think I remember first hearing about The Sandman at uni because a few people have read the, the comic books. D- and, DC comics. Um, yeah, the DC comics. And... Um, uh, and I and I really like the concept as well. It's basically about the king of dreams, um, and he sort of goes around people back to people's actual dreams, and he has his own own dream realm of his own where people come to dream, and he controls people. And I I it, it, it it's an interesting one because it kind of it kind of it has this almost a haunting of Hill House situation in terms of its structure, where it's like episodes five and six are by far the best episodes of this of, of the season and i would actually say some a couple of my favorite episodes of the year because i think they're so dramatic and poignant and there's a scene where dream like because like one of dream's siblings is death and um i think in episode six he she he goes with death like around, around like people who she's gonna like meet in the afterlife sort of thing and it's a really lovely and poignant um episode there are times when it gets ridiculous in that sort of neil gaiman-y way because neil gaiman i really like neil gaiman and i love the directions he goes in but sometimes it's a bit like i don't know he gets a bit he goes a bit too ridiculous sometimes sometimes it's a bit too neil gaiman yeah yeah exactly um but saying that i was i I really i really enjoyed watching this series and i really enjoyed uh, tom sturridge as the sandman because you sort of watch it at first and he's quite he, I, I actually think he's quite a funny character because he's such a mopey bastard uh, it, it's, just, it's sort of like he just he talks in a sort of monotone voice at first and i was like is this is this intentionally funny and i was like i, I actually think it is funny and it's sort of um and you can sort of see that with the dynamic with his sister, because his sister is actually really sort of upbeat and cheerful. And there's, a, there's a great scene where they're sitting on a bench and he's moping about his life. And his sister just goes, will you just 
cheer up please and it's just i I just love those aspects and i just love um uh because the sandman interacts he he gets imprisoned for like a hundred years at the start and he tries to go back to his realm and it's like decrepit and fallen and so he goes to recover everything that makes him him so like his bag of sand and a a ruby and so so he goes his bag of sand his special bag of sand um (laughs) And uh, he meets various characters along the way, like the devil and uh, Constantine, brilliantly played by Jenna Coleman, I have to say. Um, but I think I think one of the series' strengths is is um, making you care about um, uh, a character very, very quickly. And I think that's a very rare talent in sort of TV writing because you you can blast it with exposition as much as you want to. Um, it's very rare that you get to care about the character, but you they introduce characters like in two minutes and immediately you care about them because there's going to be something that's really horrible that happens to them. And this series doesn't hold back. And and I think that's also rare sometimes in in fantasy, at least on TV. I'm Game of Thrones aside. Um, it's, I'm talking about mainly sort of the fairy tale fa- fantasy of Neil Gaiman and stuff like that. You rarely get things that are really awful have you like in this you get like domestic abuse you get pedophiles you get sort of people who have done like really really awful things and the sandman punishes and they've they've released an episode recently a bonus episode which is more like two short stories and i have to say um this is unrelated it's unrelated to the plot so it's not it's not that bad but the um calliope is a really amazing short basically it's about this author who kind of um wants to essentially purchase a muse like one of the like greek muses who's 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 a woman and who was once this this author's muse but he like buys her and it's almost like a like a sex trafficking transaction and it's it's that's how it's sort of looked at and he doesn't want to free the muse because he wants to keep getting profit from her and it's a it's a really interesting uh episode and yeah i've really enjoyed like delving into this world and um it's been so sort of um, almost relaxing to watch at times, even though there are dark things that happen. In it. It's just nice to sort of escape, you know. Um, so yeah, that's about that's about it. I have to watch it. Nice one. Oh, that sounds good. I will be super quick. Okay. Speed round. <laughs> I have watched. I showed Ria it chapter one. It chapter two. Nice. I also showed nice. her Cloverfield and Clover uh, Ten Cloverfield Lane. Uh, and all four not Cloverfield films. Paradox. No. <laughs> <laughs> we don't speak of it. <laughs> um, no. Uh, so yeah, all of those films were enjoyed. I watched the new Jamie Fox film on Netflix, the Vampire One, Night Shift. I think it's called. Uh, oh, really enjoy. No, I, uh, the thing is, I would I've say it. it's it's three star for me out of five. Mm. Um, it's it's enjoyable. The thing that really hooked me was the action. Uh, mm. it, it knows what it is. It is a bit stupid in some of its comedy, but I actually I, I put it on and just thought, you know what, fuck it. It's brand new. I was like, I, I've I've seen a trailer for it. I was like, you know what, I'll watch it. But I actually there was never a point where I was bored. I was like, when it when it finished, I was like, that was actually a really good film, uh, enjoyable. But instead of, I've got three films that I would recommend, and I've got them oh. all here. Yeah, let's get right. Number number one. Where the wild things are. Yeah, I haven't seen that. It yeah, is I like that. Yeah. great, great film of the children's story. 
uh, has the guy from Sopranos. I forget his name. Don Mancini. Is it Don Mancini? Uh, uh, basically, James Gandolfini, but that, that no, that, that is that it. That is it. I think <laughs> no, it. Yeah, sorry. I think it is it. Don Mancini. Yeah. Don't know who Don Mancini <laughs> is. Um, but yeah, no, really good. Um, and I would give it a watch. It's a bit. I would say it's a bit like existential in a way because when I watch this film and you've read the children's book, it's very different. But uh, very good. My second film is uh, I Saw the Devil. Yeah, I've heard heard that recommended so many times. It's it's fantastic. I'm trying to get Rhea to watch it, but we have to make sure it's on an evening where we can both connect our brains actually and not just space (laughs) out. Um, Yeah really really good uh very violent quite graphic a lot of there is body horror elements in it but it's such a good story don't want to say too much is that with the serial killer and yes yeah 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 Yeah, i I do like i like it a lot yeah Yeah, it's fantastic Uh, other than that it would be old boy um which is in there somewhere which i would recommend Um, And then my last one to recommend would be Brain Dead. Although I don't know if you can get this anymore because um, it's on Prime somewhere, isn't it? No, that's the thing. It's not. Like really? Yeah, I had to buy this from Germany. (laughs) Yeah, I bought it a while ago. Um, Peter Jackson's first B horror movie, and it is it's essential if you're a horror fan. It's Um, a good fun. It's good fun. You 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 can watch it online, I imagine. Like you know. Mm. But... I thought I saw that somewhere the other day. On it's, the, yeah. it's, the, it's, the, it's the lawnmower scene for me. Yeah, always, yeah, yeah. <laughs> there, there are so many good scenes, but it's it's. Um, I think it just goes to show that like you can start off making a B movie and then go on to make one of the best. Well, if not the best trilogy of all time. So <laughs> yeah, yeah. it. My, my point being is, if you if I you've not seen so. it, watch it. Because it's 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 just it's it's a great film. It's it knows exactly what it is, um, but also it's it's just fun to like. Because we watched the the Lord of the Rings, obviously as I mentioned on the podcast recently. I watched all the extended ones, and in my head I was like, you know what? I'd love to go back and watch Brain Dead or technically Dead Alive because it has two titles. Because mm. um, isn't the first? I I was wondering about the the first scene that's set on Skull, Skull Island, is it? Skull Island, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, it feels like that 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 mountain or wherever they are looks very similar to the the passage to the dead in Return of the King. Yeah, you know, it's because it's 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 because it yeah because it's I think it's all shot in New Zealand. Yeah, yeah. So it's probably yeah. the same place. But um, yeah, it's great. If 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 anyone hasn't seen it, who's listening? Um, and oh, I need to own and that. Horror I need fan. to own it. Yeah. Uh, again, just it, the only thing I double check is just make sure it's in your region. Like that's the biggest thing because you can. There are there is a few Blu-rays if you just search it on Amazon, but all of them are like region A. Yeah, yeah. and it isn't going to play. So, uh, and also you can't. If you can, I'll be the first to buy it. But I know from a load of times checking. Uh, on a regular that you can't seem to get it on blu-ray uh but i know peter jackson has talked about remastering it and making it like a um arrow video sort of deal cool. where where it's like a, a box set with a book of how he did it and everything mm. so if he does that you know i'll be getting it but at the moment the best bet is just ebay if you can find someone who has a region copy but great film uh and yeah that's, that's it okay 
I think he froze very briefly there. Oh. Just a little bit. Um, we haven't got Dan's hot pick, but I do have a film to watch. So um, that kind of Japanese or whatever Evil Dead film. So I'll put it out there next week. I'll put it on our group chat. I can't remember what it's called. It's something to do with a bodybuilder. Um, I think that may even be on like Prime. Come across mm-hmm. it the other day, but I come and try and find a name and put it out there. So, if you want to follow us on Twitter, it's the Bones Horror Pod. Um, yeah, if you want to follow us on Facebook, you can't, they're a bunch of cunts. Um, <laughs> if you want, if you want to follow us on Instagram, it's the Bones Horror Pod. Um, what else we got? You want to email us, Bones Horror Pod at gmail.com. I think that's it, really. Um, and send it, send we, us in all your pics of you oh, and Bandana. Great. <laughs> yes, so best bandana wins a copy of what? What could they win this week? The shit version of Evil Dead that we haven't been able to get rid of. So yeah, send us in a photo of you with a shit bandana, and you could win that. So uh, send us in your best that. picture of a bandana. I'll sign my. We'll all sign this bandana. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, what was I going to say? Um, yeah, so next week's episode is Freddy's. Dead, which is episode 90, so we're well on our way to 100. Um, the final nightmare, is it? There's a lot of final stuff, isn't there? Like, it's, it's, it's yeah, this, the this, this is the final yeah. nightmare, then the next the one's the new final, nightmare. Final, and there's a new one. So, yeah, you can... Yeah, it's you called can... Freddy's Dead, the final nightmare. Wow. Have you got a box set? Yeah. Have you got a box set? Yeah, no, you have the same one I do. Oh, wow. Is that the... Yeah, it's the, it's the thinner one, though, I think. That... Yeah, no, I've got the thinner oh, got, one as well. Oh, big, yeah. big I've got a biggish one. I think I got uh, it at uni, Lawrence, and I just I just never watched them. <laughs> I, I, I got I got that box set, and then at the time, the dog we had destroyed it, so it's in my <laughs> it's, it's it's in there, but it's all right. chewed up, like the yeah. case, you know, like the casing. Mm. So which is the like... other thing I bought, and I was going to try and do one of these a week because I thought it was about time we did it. So I bought I bought that. Oh, lovely! Oh, yeah. So Blu-ray, it, Blu-ray, yeah. Yeah, it's, it's very yeah. large, and there's, there's a fair few films on there, and I've got the 4K. It didn't have the new film, the new James Bond in there, um, but I do own the 4K version anyway, which looks spectacular, actually. Mm. Um, so I'm going to try and do one at least one a week, so that keeps going for 30 weeks, whatever, um, of that. So, yeah, we'll be back next week with Freddy's Dead, The Final Nightmare. Um, yeah, thanks for watching. Thanks for listening. And uh, we'll see you next week. See you later. Bye. Bye. I'm oh, sorry. It won't be next week before the buys because I'm away at a festival. So probably the week after. See you later. Cheers. Bye. <laughs> Bye-bye. Oh, is he frozen? Is he frozen? <laughs> Good time. Hang on. Hang on. Hang on. Two, two seconds. Oh, God. Be, be, the oh, audience have lives. Oh, no, there he is. See you later. Bye. <laughs>